You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 93, and today we'll read 1 Samuel chapters 25 through 27 together. Abigail acts decisively. David again spares Saul's life, and Achish thinks he has David figured out. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and new. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. First Samuel chapter 25 Samuel died, and all Israel assembled to mourn for him, and they buried him by his home in Ramah. David then went down to the wilderness of Paran. A man in Maon had a business in Carmel. He was a very rich man with 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats and was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal and his wife's name Abigail. The woman was intelligent and beautiful, but the man, a Calabite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. When David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men instructing them, Go up to Carmel, and when you come to Nabal, greet him in my name. Then say this, Long life to you, and peace to you, peace to your family, and peace to all that is yours. I hear that you are shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. So let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have on hand to your servants and to your son David. David's young men went and said all these things to Nabal on David's behalf, and they waited. Nabal asked them, Who is David? Who is Jesse's son? Many slaves these days are running away from their masters. Am I supposed to take my bread, my water, and my meat that I butchered for my shearers and give them to these men? I don't know where they are from. David's young men retraced their steps. When they returned to him, they reported all these words. He said to his men, All of you, put on your swords. So each man put on his sword. And David also put on his sword. About four hundred men followed David, while two hundred stayed with the supplies. One of Nabal's young men informed Abigail, Nabal's wife, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed at them. The men treated us very well. When we were in the field, we weren't harassed and nothing of ours was missing the whole time we were living among them. They were a wall around us, both day and night, 
the entire time we were with them herding sheep. Now consider carefully what you should do, because there is certain to be trouble for our master and his entire family. He is such a worthless fool, nobody can talk to him. Abigail hurried, taking two hundred loaves of bread, two clay jars of wine, five butchered sheep, a bushel of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she said to her male servants, Go ahead of me, I will be right behind you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she rode the donkey down a mountain pass, hidden from view, she saw David and his men coming toward her and met them. David had just said, I guarded everything that belonged to this man in the wilderness for nothing. He was not missing anything, yet he paid me back evil for good. May God punish me and do so severely if I let any of his males survive until morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and knelt down with her face to the ground and paid homage to David. She knelt at his feet and said, The guilt is mine, my lord, but please let your servant speak to you directly. Listen to the words of your servant. My lord should pay no attention to this worthless fool Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means stupid, and stupidity is all he knows. I, your servant, didn't see my lord's young men whom you sent. Now, my lord, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand. May your enemies and those who intend to harm my Lord be like Nabal. Let this gift your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who followed my Lord. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord is certain to make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because he fights the Lord's battles. Throughout your life, may evil not be found in you. Someone is pursuing you and intends to take your life. My Lord's life is tucked safely in the place where the Lord your God protects the living, but he is flinging away your enemies' lives like stones from a sling. When the Lord does for my Lord all the good he promised you and appoints you ruler over Israel, there will not be remorse or a troubled conscience for my Lord because of needless bloodshed or my Lord's revenge. And when the Lord does good things for my Lord, may you remember me, your servant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you to meet me today. May your discernment be blessed, and may you be blessed. Today you kept me from participating in bloodshed and avenging myself by my own hand. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, who prevented me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, Nabal wouldn't have had any males left by morning light. Then David accepted what she had brought him and said, Go in peace. See, I have heard what you said and have granted your request.
Then Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was in his house, holding a feast fit for a king. Nabal's heart was cheerful, and he was very drunk, so she didn't say anything to him until morning light. In the morning when Nabal sobered up, his wife told him about these events. His heart died, and he became a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal dead. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who championed my cause against Nabal's insults and restrained his servant from doing evil. The Lord brought Nabal's evil deeds back on his own head. Then David sent messengers to speak to Abigail about marrying him. When David's servants came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David sent us to bring you to him as a wife. She stood up, paid homage with her face to the ground, and said, Here I am, your servant, a slave to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Then Abigail got up quickly and with her five female servants accompanying her, rode on the donkey following David's messengers. And so she became his wife. David also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and the two of them became his wives. But Saul gave his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Paltai, son of Laish, who was from Galim. 1 Samuel chapter 26 Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, David is hiding on the hill of Hakilah, opposite Jeshimon. So Saul, accompanied by three thousand of the fit young men of Israel, went immediately to the wilderness of Ziph to search for David there. Saul camped beside the road at the hill of Hakilah, opposite Jeshimon. David was living in the wilderness and discovered Saul had come there after him. So David sent out spies and knew for certain that Saul had come. Immediately, David went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw the place where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of his army, were lying down. Saul was lying inside the inner circle of the camp with the troops camped around him. Then David asked Ahimelech, the Hethite, and Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zeruiah, Who will go with me into the camp of Saul? I'll go with you, answered Abishai. That night David and Abishai came to the troops, and Saul was lying there sleeping in the inner circle of the camp, with his spear stuck in the ground by his head. Abner and the troops were lying around him. Then Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy to you. Let me thrust the spear through him into the ground just once. I won't have to strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him, for who can lift a hand against the Lord's anointed and be innocent? David added, As the Lord lives, the Lord will certainly strike him down. Either his day will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. However, as the Lord is my witness, I will never lift a hand against the Lord's anointed. Instead, take the spear and the water jug by his head and let's go. 
So David took the spear and the water jug by Saul's head, and they went their way. No one saw them, no one knew, and no one woke up. They all remained asleep because a deep sleep from the Lord came over them. David crossed to the other side and stood on the top of the mountain at a distance. There was a considerable space between them. Then David shouted to the troops and to Abner, son of Ner, Aren't you going to answer, Abner? Who are you who calls to the king? Abner asked. David called to Abner, You're a man, aren't you? Who in Israel is your equal? So why didn't you protect your lord the king when one of the people came to destroy him? What you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, all of you deserve to die, since you didn't protect your Lord, the Lord's anointed. Now look around. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were by his head? Saul recognized David's voice and asked, Is that your voice, my son David? It is my voice, my lord and king, David said. Then he continued, Why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? What crime have I committed? Now, may my lord the king please hear the words of his servant. If it is the Lord who has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. But if it is people, may they be cursed in the presence of the Lord. For today they have banished me from sharing in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go and worship other gods. So don't let my blood fall to the ground far from the Lord's presence, for the king of Israel has come out to search for a single flea, like one who pursues a partridge in the mountains. Saul responded, I have sinned. Come back, my son David. I will never harm you again, because today you considered my life precious. I have been a fool. I've committed a grave error. David answered, Here is the king's spear. Have one of the young men come over and get it. The Lord will repay every man for his righteousness and his loyalty. I wasn't willing to lift my hand against the Lord's anointed, even though the Lord handed you over to me today. Just as I considered your life valuable today, so may the Lord consider my life valuable and rescue me from all trouble. Saul said to him, You are blessed, my son David. You will certainly do great things and will also prevail. Then David went on his way, and Saul returned home. 1 Samuel chapter 27 David said to himself, One of these days I'll be swept away by Saul. There is nothing better for me than to escape immediately to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me everywhere in Israel, and I'll escape from him. So David set out with his six hundred men and went over to Achish, son of Maok, the king of Gath. David and his men stayed with Achish and Gath. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. When it was reported to Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. 
Now David said to Achish, If I have found favor with you, let me be given a place in one of the outlying towns, so I can live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? That day Achish gave Ziklag to him, and it still belongs to the kings of Judah today. The length of time that David stayed in the Philistine territory amounted to a year and four months. David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. From ancient times, they had been the inhabitants of the region through Shur as far as the land of Egypt. Whenever David attacked the land, he did not leave a single person alive, either man or woman, but he took flocks, herds, donkeys, camels, and clothing. Then he came back to Achish, who inquired, Where did you raid today? David replied, The south country of Judah, the south country of the Jeremelites, or the south country of the Kenites. David did not let a man or woman live to be brought to Gath, for he said, Or they will inform on us and say, This is what David did. This was David's custom during the whole time he stayed in the Philistine territory. So Achish trusted David, thinking, Since he has made himself repulsive to his people Israel, he will be my servant forever. I think Abigail is my hero. She's level-headed, wise, and decisive. The way she entreated David by suggesting to him that he would regret having blood on his hands was nothing short of genius. And then she gives the credit to the Lord for keeping David's hands clean. It makes me wonder if she's that humble and wise or if she's incredibly gifted in negotiations. Oh, that God would grant me even a fraction of her wisdom. Next, David spares Saul's life for a second time, and he made Abner look a little foolish too. Saul saw the error of his ways, and God drew his attention to the Philistines. He did not trouble David anymore. Although, we can only assume that David wasn't quite ready to trust it because that is when he approached Achish to give him the city of Ziklag for he and his men. And then it's David's turn to be shrewd. He goes out on raids, clearing the land of the peoples the Lord ordered the Israelites to drive out in the first place. Achish thinks David has joined the Philistines, which is exactly what David wants him to think. Again, genius. I would love it if you shared your impressions with me at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.